Hello everyone, it's Christian Fuchs, former Schalke player. It has been an awful, crazy season for everybody, player, fans, everybody around the club. As well, it has been a crazy season for Schalke. Definitely unexpected, definitely not the level that Schalke belongs to. I'm sure the team, the club will do everything to get back into the Bundesliga where Schalke belongs, which is the standard for a Schalke team, for the club itself. Please support them. They deserve it to get back to the heights where they belong. And just to know, you are listening to Schalke America. Glück auf. Blau und weiß sein Leben lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Shark America Season 7. We are back. I didn't forget the opening. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me as always for our Season 7, co-host Jack Mangan. How are we doing, Jack? Yeah, pretty smooth intro. You would not know that we are in essentially pre-season form <laughs> at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm doing all right. You know, you reached out to me recently and asked, you know, hey, when do you want to get this this season preview done and for the first couple seconds after i read that i was thinking to myself just, i don't know like you know whenever the season is and then i looked at my phone and realized the season is in fact this friday so um this friday yeah they, those bundesliga two summer breaks man they're there's something else there's something wicked but yeah here we are here we are and how, how was your summer my friend uh busy busy on, on yeah. the work front um but uh have enjoyed my my time away from Schalke and I've been thrust back into it, uh, back <laughs> into another Bundesliga two campaign. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, how's your summer been? My summer has been excellent. Uh, life's good. Can't complain. And then of course, uh, our, uh, no good excuse of an owner here in Washington, Mr. Dan Snyder is gone. This is by Dan. Uh, so new owners. So uh new life here in uh, DC. So uh, yeah, I'm good. I can't complain. And, uh, this year is going to be interesting with Spite the Liga and ESPN Plus to see how much coverage we get and if we can find coverage otherwise. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, exactly. Quality beverages from both of us. Yes, yes. You got the Beltons. Uh, Mr. Bing, Mr. Binging says, hello from Schalke. Gluck auf. And El Waffle is back in the house. It says, Gluck auf. Great to guys have you guys back. Thank you. Uh, glad to be back. Uh, shout out to the Discord. Been pumping it all summer. Jack and I have been on hiatus uh, from Schalke, but the uh, Discord's been pumping and you know, constant constant news going on with Schalke, which we're going to get into tonight. Hard to keep. Yeah, I really, I'm really not active in the Discord at all. I need to change that, so I apologize to everybody else. But it seems like the uh, the community and the Discord are just taking off without us anyway. So great for that. Yeah, love that. But uh, yeah, there's there's some good content and some good ideas being thrown around in there. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about some of those ideas in there uh, in a minute. Uh, but we had a lot of movement on this team, uh, so we're gonna tell, we're gonna talk about some of the um departing players and some of the players that came in in its place and then kind of look what that means for this season what are the possible lineups could be you know early on it's gonna be hard to tell with some so many new players so many new faces uh and then we got hamburg coming up here on friday at 12 excuse me 2 30 p.m eastern time 1 30 jack time in chicago land um we will be doing a live watch along on friday so uh join us for the party for the opening weekend and spite the league but uh yeah, uh, a lot to get into, Jack. Uh, we lost a lot of players. We made some cash this summer, but uh, we lost some depth, I think. And um, yeah, let's get into it. I mean, 
Eric's in the house. Gluck Elf, uh, good to see you. Um, I mean, Harit, finally off our books, 5 million euros for, to Marseille. About time, right? Now, if only we could get rid of Bentaleb. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me check. No, no, not yet. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, we did lose Rodrigo Zalazar, but we did get 5 million euros from, from Braga. So it's a decent yeah. amount of uh, money from him. Um, Marius Bulter, unfortunately, he has gone. Uh, we always knew that he was going to stay in the Bundesliga. He joined Hoffenheim for 3 million euros. Uh, so sad to see him go. Surprising, Jordan Larson, we lost him to Copenhagen, uh, who we played in a friendly recently, uh, and uh, for 2 million euros. So that's eh, decent. Yeah, I was seeing that Schalke was saying that some of these transfer fees were going to be undisclosed, but then you have like transfer marks or other websites that are like reporting yeah. what they believe the deal. So I don't know like how accurate some of those numbers are, but yeah, it looks like yeah. 2 million maybe for Jordan Larson. Uh, Marvin Piringer, a guy I thought we would who maybe compete with Taroda and Polter yeah. for that starting spot, is gone to Heidenheim for 1.8. Heidenheim now in the Bundesliga, no longer in the Svaita Liga. Thoughts on uh, Piringer's departure? You know, it's one of those weird ones where, uh, you know, you have a, a younger player who you think is promising and you know needs more playing time, and you feel like you you could get you could give him that playing time if you wanted to, and for some reason we don't, and we decide to loan him out or whatever, they go off and get that playing time elsewhere. And then when it's time for him to come back, we're in a different position and we just kind of bypass each other. When we miss each. I don't know. It just feels like we've had this asset on our books for the last couple of years and we haven't used him now, you know, um, or start to say last year in, in particular. So um, whatever, I'm, I'm not trying to say that, you know, Marvin Peeringer is this, this phenomenal player or anything, but um, it felt like he could have been useful at times last season. And uh, certainly would have been useful this season, you would imagine, back in the second division, and now we don't have him anymore. So, yeah, disappointing. It is uh, disappointing. I agree with that because uh, I, uh, I was hoping he'd maybe like pair with one of one of the big men up top and maybe obviously learn from them because uh, Poulter scored many goals in, in his career and, and obviously Toroda is a Svaita Liga leading goal scorer all time. So, anyway, he's gone. Uh, Chan Bazdewan also gone to Utrecht uh, for 1 million euros. Dries Wouters, uh, he's gone from us for 600000 for uh, Lomel SK in the Belgian League. Uh, Nassim Bujaleb, Avidazain, he has gone to uh, Armina Bielefeld in the Dritte Liga. Uh, free transfer there, so he's gone. Um, about time, right? It's been, he's one of those, not, I guess, curious cases like Bentaleb, where obviously Bentaleb had a lot more sky and potential, but uh, when the guys have been in and out, a lot of you know, issues with the team and we weren't sure we got him back last year, but he was in the, in the, in the team. I mean, it's possible that I just don't even remember some of the comments that I may have made on this podcast over the years. As you mentioned, we are in season seven now, which is kind of crazy seven. to think about that oh we've been doing this for this long. But um Bujalev was one of those guys that when he kind of started to break through, there was a lot of hype around him and I never understood why. Yeah. Like and believe me, and if there's anybody that falls for like the Knapp and Schmida or like you know the young player hype when it comes to Schalke, it's certainly you know I think you and I on this podcast and in particular me, Mister yeah. you know Kudichu myself. But <laughs> um, but like I never really, yeah, I never really understood the Bujala hype. I didn't, I, I, I don't know. So yeah, to, to, to see that he is where he is at the moment, I'm not shocked by it. But you know, I hope he's able to um, find some consistency somewhere and you know build something. I, I think with him is because the, the where we were at in. At that time, where we were struggling in the Bundesliga, we were grasping for anything. And here you go, you got a Kanapishmina player who joins the, the the top the top team. You're hoping, hey, this breakthrough. If he gets a goal, let's go, let's ride him, and maybe he'll bring us out of this funk. You know, it never happened. Both both never happened, right? Uh, this is our second emotion in three years here. So uh, he's gone. Uh, Kareem Chalanolu, who a guy who we thought we'd love to see more playing time, he's gone to Groetha Firth in the same league, fight the Liga for undisclosed amount. Uh, Reinhold Ranfel. He's gone to Astri Vienna. Um, 
Yoshida, he's gone. Uh, no club right now. Uh, Kolacek, he's gone. Yeah, so how do you feel about the Yoshida thing? Let's talk about that for a minute, just because he okay. was a contributor last year. Obviously, I think his contract was only valid for another year if we had stayed in the top division. So that's why he's without a club at the moment. Um, like his second year option, whatever, wasn't valid in the second division. Uh, I am kind of okay with that. Are you like upset about that at all? Like, I mean, I, I do think we're thin at center back at the moment, and that's actually one of I think our the targets that we need to focus on, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, so I guess it's kind of potentially, you know, contradictory to then not be upset about. But I just I don't know. I don't I don't feel like that would have been a great option for us anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I agree with you. I, I I agree with this that he's gone. But I mean, when you look at what what happened over the past weekend and. Where we are depth wise and center back, you're like, eh, maybe we could have used his uh, experience back there, right? Um, but uh, I think Kaminsky is more serviceable in his fight to Liga than is Yoshida, especially with his passing range, his free kick ability. Apparently, that uh, we saw at the end of last season. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. I mean, he did he did well for us. He won me over. I was one of the most harshest critics for him when he first joined the club. And he won me over. He did play. He he was consistent for most part. He definitely had his his weaknesses and his bad spells, but you know he did come up big in a lot of big games. So you know he's sad to see him go, but I, I think it was the right call seeing him go. Um, one guy who's not mentioned on the transfer mark is CD Sane. CD Sane is gone. Uh, I don't remember what club he went. He's joining, but uh, yeah, it looks like they're giving up on the the younger Sane brother. Um, what are your thoughts on him letting go? Of, you know, a young talent like him. Look, I mean, I think a lot of the hype around him was partially tied, obviously, who his who his relative is. Um, was kind of sniffing around for a bit, never really got any sort of run in the team or consistent look. So I don't really yeah. feel like we even had really a chance to significantly evaluate him from like a fan perspective. Yeah. Um, unless you had been watching like you know youth side games, or whatever, which I you know, I haven't. So, um, yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't know. I I, I can't really suggest that's like a loss or anything along those lines. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, Sambo's in the house too. Says the goats are back. Up until this past weekend, I had a huge beard going on, so I got the long hair and now no no beard. So it is. It's summer. It's summer tower. We got, we got like the summer like, facial hair. I, I got a very short beard at the moment. You got you know almost no beard at all and long hair. I got long hair. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, Maurice Jens. Sad to see him go. I think uh, one of our best players last year. Obviously, he only played from January onward, but I think he's one of our, one of our standout players uh, in that second half of the season. Um, thoughts on, I mean, obviously not having him on the back is going to hurt us, but, uh, what a good player he was. And, you know, we, it was a great find to get him, but, uh, unfortunately we were unable to keep him with uh, the funds and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, Jens, one of the only reasons the end of the season was remotely interesting. I mean, if it hadn't been for him and, and the contribution he made to turning the team around in addition to rice at the time, but like, you know, some of those signings early in the second half of the season, um, I don't think, I mean, I think we would have been relegated much earlier than we were ultimately. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's a really classy player. Uh, appreciated his contribution last season. Disappointing to, to lose him. Um, I think some of our biggest losses in recent seasons have been at that position. Um, whether it's Mao Chow, Itakura, um, oh. you know, and, and now Jens, even though these are lone players, right. But like Jens yeah. Vandenberg, um, who didn't actually play that much for us because he got injured almost immediately after joining us on loan, but looked decent when, yeah. when he was playing for i mean so like those are two guys i mean i would have loved to been able to like retain vandenberg in the second division not surprised that we can't i think he's at Mainz now potentially on loan from liverpool um so he like went to a different bundesliga team um but yeah that's that's part of what's unfortunate about the squad overhaul that takes place when you drop a division is significant and um yeah it would have been nice to try to secure one of these guys permanently or you know extend them on loan for another year or something along those lines 
Yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. Ryan says uh, Sidi Sane went to Braunschweig, uh, and he's already out injured ten weeks, so we're gonna miss him in the the first time we play them uh, this season. Uh, Alex Kral gone to uh, it says oh he went to uh, Union Berlin. Tom Kraus uh, did he join yeah. uh, Leipzig? Who where did where'd Kraus go? I thought he. I didn't. I didn't know if he joined somewhere else. Yeah, I thought he was just back at Leipzig. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll check that. But yeah, Kral and Kraus both. I think those are two of the biggest, you know, as well, because that's like a starting midfield pairing for a lot yeah. of the season. Um, Most of the season, yeah. Huge. Uh, Vandenberg on, as you mentioned. Uh, Eder Balanto, who, you know, we didn't really miss. Uh, Michel Fry, yeah, you know, sad to see him go. Tim Skarka had some big goals. Orden and Schwoloff round off the um, departures. Bon voyage, Schwoloff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Happy yeah. trails, my friend. He went to his Hertha, maybe, I think. So, yeah, wherever he is, good luck to him. But uh, we lost majority of our team last season. Yeah, I think he's back in Berlin. I think this, the, lo- the loan move or whatever is over. So he's just kind of floating around that squad still somehow. Oh, Kraus is at Mainz. That's right. I did hear that. I did hear that. Kraus at Mainz. I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, you know, much like uh, uh, Roven Schroeder did two years ago, you know, the guys, you know, guys at Schalke had to figure something out. The team at Schalke had to figure something out and kind of re- get a whole bunch of whole new players in there. Obviously, we got the the boosting of the good news that Poulter and Toronto will be back this uh, this season coming up, which is huge. But we still had a lot of a lot of gaps to fill, and so some of the names started coming in. Schallenberg uh, from Paderborn uh, for two million euros. Um, I like this signing. In. I don't know crazy amount about him, but I, I have watched a little bit about him. He is a good defensive midfielder. Um, I've seen he's been okay so far that I've seen in games so far this preseason, but uh, yeah, it's a midfield depth that we need. We don't have much. Uh, I'd rather have you know a guy like yeah. Schallenberg back there than Danny Latza, in my opinion. Consistent so. contributor to Paderborn over the last um, few seasons. Uh, yeah, I mean, I need, I need to watch more of him as well, but um, you know, decent tackler, relatively ball secure, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, the midfield is the area where we have the depth at the moment with all these signings that you're about to talk about. So, yeah, yeah, uh, adding to that midfield depth, uh, Paul Sagan from Union Berlin. Uh, 28-year-old for uh, just under a million dollars. Um, yeah, again, another depth player. I don't know how much start time he'll get. He might, but uh, it's good to have a more depth player. And another player alongside him, uh, Lino Teppelman uh, from Freiburg, also around a similar round of 700,000 euros. Uh, there you go. Three midfielders there. That he's been in, he's been in Nuremberg, though, hasn't he, for the last two seasons? So he's been, I, I think he's been so. owned by Freiburg. He's been a yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah Teppelman's a decent signing. Um, yeah. Continue. No, no, I think those three three additions there in midfield are going to help us out a lot uh, with the guys that we have. Obviously, we have a lot of we have a handful of returners that are coming back. Uh, obviously, Danny Lotz is one of the names that he comes to the forefront in Drexler. But uh, yeah, those three guys should definitely help with the uh, the midfield. Um, there's another guy in midfield. I've seen him in midfield this so far this preseason, but he's more of a uh, Marius Bulter type in terms of what position he plays on the on the pitch, and that's Brian Lassme. Uh, from Armenia Bielefeld, from the Dritta Liga, we got we got them after they got relegated. Um, yeah, we lose Marius Bulter, a guy who had basically all our goals last season. It seemed like uh, he's obviously gone, and uh, Lasme has played you know all all three positions up front. Uh, can play midfield. He has this preseason, but um, in my eyes, I see him as a replacement, almost a direct replacement from Bulter. But uh, good to have a big man up top because we've already seen him and Kazuki linking up on our on our set pieces, and he's good in the air. So. I mean, at least there's that. I mean, thought any any. Know- yeah, I think like t- what, 10, 10 direct goal contributions last yeah. season. Not yes. bad to add that, you know, out on the left wing, um, especially when you know the player that you're losing, um, on in that left wing area is somebody like Marius Boulder, who's one of our highest goal scorers, or somebody that can you know contribute on the offensive end, um, assisting as well. 
Um, so yeah, decent signing. Uh, certainly has. <laughs> Some size and some presence to him. I actually kind of like that in winger sometimes. You know, sometimes yeah, you get these yeah. like these tricky small players, which like, yeah, they can be people on the dribble, but sometimes they come up against these like center backs or defenders. You feel they kind of get cold to sacked a little bit. And he's yeah, he's the he's the kind of guy that's like he's gonna go where he wants to on the pitch, like yeah. when he wants to. Yeah. And um, that'll be nice. And I think he'll be able, I think he'll probably be able to draw some some attention and, and some people out of position and hopefully open some things up for either Tobias Moore or Oweyan on some overlaps and getting into that area to be able to that's some space to whip in those crosses um that we're going to need for them i think as part of our a big contribution to our offense this season i'm glad you mentioned tobias more because i think that is a direct competition for last uh, and maybe kozuki as well for that left wing spot um we've seen a lot of tobias more this summer so far well so that's a good question so do, do you see do you see more as as a slightly more advanced player or do you feel like he's going to be in a rotation with oian at the left back position or both, or kind of hopping back and forth as needed. <laughs> I hope to God he plays in the attacking aspect because defensively, even this summer, you watch him defensively, he just wasn't playing at all. I mean, he just lets guys go right by him. I mean, that's how he kind of did all last season. And um, he's even mentioned he's not a left back and he doesn't understand why he put, he's put in this position. And I, and I agree. I, I don't think he needs to be there. Yes, we need depth. Uh, and Oyan, you can't you know count on him to be healthy the entire year. And so... We still have the goat back there, Matriciani, who can play in every position, probably goalkeeper too, uh, with his size. Uh, so I would rather have more up top and you know battling for with Lasme for that winger spot uh, up in the you know front three, and then have Oyan and, and maybe Matriciani, maybe somebody else come in as a as a backup. China, I was the, uh, um, Mehmet Mehmet Iden, he's a guy who could probably play both sides, right? He's more of a right right winger player, but uh, yeah, I think he belongs up front. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think he, I think he does too, just because he, he's so poor defensively. And I guess I guess it's possible you can look at him as sort of like a luxury left back player, and say, hey, what he does when he does get into the final third in terms of his delivery, is it outweighs the defensive liabilities, and it's worth having. Um, and I guess there's an argument to be made that you could even view Oweyan in that sense to some extent too. Yeah, in the sense that his his contributions are weighted more heavily towards possession than out of possession. Um, not quite in the same way, but I think you can make that argument. So from that perspective, it's kind of like, all right, whatever. But like, yeah, generally speaking, I don't think it's gone well. I think he's been pretty poor there. And obviously I think it, it limits when you play him that deep, it limits what he's good at, which is, you know, getting forward and, and, and playing some of those balls. So yeah, I, I definitely see him as a slightly more advanced player. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he's actually able to get any sort of purchase in terms of consistent starting 11 opportunities over a guy like, you know, Lasby or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, we're, I think we're gonna have a bounce back year for Oyan this year. He just seems more comfortable in this fight to Liga so far. I hope so, dude. I hope so. And Toroto, you would imagine he would be back comfortable. He's already scoring in, in the summer so far. So um, goalkeeper, uh, we're gonna have we have a new goalkeeper in our midst, Marius Muller uh, from Luzern, who's been there for the last I don't know two three years, maybe more. Um, he I think is gonna be starting over Fairman, Fireman, Fairman. Just because he's been a lot more of the the pitch time so far this this summer, and and obviously Fairman's getting up there in age, uh, Mueller is probably I don't know, at least five years, six years younger than he is. So um, yeah, I mean, so he's looked decent so far in the summer. I mean, do you, do you think he's going to be the one who gets the starting position over Fairman? You think it's like a fifty fifty type thing, or what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a chance that it's still up in the air because I think I think Fairman may have been going to start like the previous game if he was not injured or something like a minor knock or something along those lines um it, so yeah it could be still up in the air a little bit but uh yeah or it could be that you know he's going to come in and, and take over um i don't know too much about him all i really all i've really seen some from him so far is you know part of that that 
twenty match. I thought, um, I thought he grew into that game a little bit in yeah. terms of his his confidence on the ball when he's you know in, kind of in possession, back by his goal, and then passing around. I thought he got a little bit more comfortable and confident as the game went on. But um, yeah, I mean, not like a firm opinion on him yet or anything. Um, two guys. I, I, what I will say is, yeah, yeah. I would be shocked if either of us are as concerned about the goalkeeper position this season as we have been perhaps the last few seasons. At least not knock, yet. Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> At least not yet. What's uh, up? That's for sure. Um, two guys I'm excited to talk about because they're one of our own. Uh, Kiki Top uh, is going to be joining us officially uh, as a senior member. I think he did towards the end of last year. 16 goals, three assists last year with the, with the Canapa Shemita. Uh, and then a guy everyone's talking about, uh, Asan Adroago, uh, coming from the U16s. And he had, I mean, he had like, Seven goals, eight assists, or eight goals, seven assists last season from midfield position. Uh, people are thinking he's the direct replacement for Salazar. Um, kids got some moves. Kids got confidence. Uh, he's got good ball yeah, control. So once again, pretty much all I've seen of him so far is is likewise the Teshpil against against Twente. What I, what I will say when he came in that I liked about him is um, he's a player that does not seem to be interested in cycling the ball just to cycle the ball. Yeah. In terms of like, here's an here's an available player that's five yards for me. I'm just going to pass it to him just to move the thing around. He seems to immediately look for a progressive pass or, you know, will yeah. take a step back and whip it out wide to somebody who's like open in a channel and is able to go for some progressive movement. So he seems to have some intent about him and some like inertia to his play that seems to kind of pull some of the other team forward. Um, I like players that kind of approach the game that way. So I thought he was bright. Yeah, certainly on the ball at least at times. And um it still looks like a player, obviously, with, with as young as he is, who's still kind of like growing into his body and everything. But even at that point, pretty good balance was riding some challenges in terms of some strength and everything. So yeah, it could be a it could be quite a nifty player. Uh, just going to read out the rest of the players that just for those who need a refresher, who's on our team? Uh, Simo Toroda, uh, Sochira Kozuki is back, and he uh, it looks like he's pretty good so far. Obviously, Fairman, um, Keenan Karaman is back with us. Uh, Henny Matriciani. Uh, Sebastian Poulter, as mentioned, Danny Latza, uh, Dominic Drexler, Leo Grimal. We'll get to him in a second. Marcin Kaminsky, Mehmet Aiden, who I mentioned. Uh, it says Florian Flick here, but I probably thought, I'm pretty sure he went on loan uh, again. Uh, Cedric Bruner is back with us. Misha Langer, Thomas Oyan, who we've been talking about. Ibrahim Asise, I do want to talk to him in a little bit. Uh, you, you mentioned Tobias Moore, Nicholas Toyer, uh, another goalkeeper, Justin Hickerin, Andreas Ivan, uh, midfield, Blendy Adrizi back in our lives. And lastly, but not least, Joey Paul Muller. Um, of those names, anyone you want to chat about real quick? I mean, obviously, there's an injury we're going to talk about here, but uh... um, yeah. Well, first of all, I think I think actually Flick. I think he's just hurt. I don't think we got rid of okay. Flick. Okay. I think he has. I think he broke his like metatarsal or something like that. But <laughs> some sort of, yeah. Jeez. Um. The, uh, the Toyer, you mentioned at the end there. Um, we signed yeah. him on I think on a long term loan from Mainz. Uh, didn't really feature for us at all down the stretch in the, in the no. midst of that relegation fight um, may now a little bit defensive midfielder, somebody else you can rotate in alongside like Schallenberg or whoever. So something to keep an eye on. Um, I don't know. Anybody you want to talk about first? Well, I mean, let's talk about the big injury news that came up and it's more because now this guy's getting um, compared to Koke who had terrible injury, you know, problems, you know, in his career. And I'm talking, of course, Leo Grimo, a guy who you know didn't get much playing time last year. We had a lot of high hopes for him coming to this season. There's a good chance that he would have a you know a fight for a starting position. And then in the game against Fente, um, he and he and Kaminsky kind of like collide with each other or just narrowly miss each other. 
tweaked his, his knee and ended up tearing his ACL again, uh, and he's out for the season. I mean, just horrible luck for the young man. Uh, he's out, and, you know, I was we all wanted to see what he was going to be made, you know, what he's going to contribute this year, how he's going to, you know, get better, and this happens. Just bad luck but for this guy. And, uh, yeah, just successive. Like I think it's like the third consecutive knee injury he's had. Um, so I, I don't know, man. Yeah, you, 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 feel for, you feel for the kid. Um, especially when they start to break through the senior level and then right as that's happening. I mean, it's one thing if it's like, you know, you were good as a youth player and then you didn't even make it to that level, but it's like yeah. the guy's potentially about to be starting for, you know, Schalke or something. He just can't can't stay can't stay healthy. So, yeah, um, we wish him the best. Uh, it, it's unfortunate for the team because, as we already mentioned earlier in the podcast, losing several center backs, uh, three of them at, at a minimum, I think, uh, in the, in the offseason, so already kind of thin now with Grimal. Um, I think, yeah, I think we still need to approach that in the transfer market before the window is over. Yeah, yeah. Larsade says, I uh, feel so bad for Grimal. He can't catch a break. No, it is. It, I mean, it is sad. And hopefully he does find a way to mend up and you know, build some leg strength and get over this. But uh, not good when, you know, when you become injury prone early on and it kind of just saves you for you know, many people throughout their career. So hopefully he can overcome it. But uh, uh, that puts us in a, in a big hole also defensively because. We're, we just signed someone today, um, uh, Baumgartel, I think, we signed this year. So that's what I was about to say. I've been hearing those rumors. I don't know if that actually happened yet or not. But, yeah, the Timo Baumgartel, um, if that, if that, would be, that would be a big signing. I'd be happy with that in terms yeah. of helping to fill that gap a little bit. That would put us at three center backs, uh, so to speak, um, if you don't include Henny Matriciani. Henny Matriciani obviously can play back there. Um, I'm curious on your thoughts on the lineup potential because it's it's – you know, it's crazy what we got here. Um, this comes from uh, from the chat, the Discord, uh, Will Viles, and he says his potential starting 11. I'll just read it to you just so we get a kind of framework of where we're thinking. So he's thinking a goal. He thinks Mueller over over Fairman. A back four, a Bruner on the right, Matriciani, Kaminsky in the middle, Oyan on the left. A midfield five of Schallenberg, the deep playmaker with Sagan, Latza, Drexler on the right, Lastman on the left, and Tarota up top. Um not exactly how the lineup I would use, but it's yeah. I'd have to fairly I'd have close. to I have to like look at it again, like uh, presented out or something. Um, the, the goalkeeper I don't really have um, much of an opinion on yet. Like I said, I have to see more yeah. of him before I feel that a strong opinion over him or Fairman. Either one of them, like I said, I'm not particularly worried about this season. Yeah. Um, I think I'm probably fine with Bruner starting at, at right back. Um, I thought he was. I mean, yeah, he got exposed at times, and yeah, he's not the most exciting player in the way that like a Tobias Moore and Oweyan is exciting on the opposite side going forward. But um, you know, a guy who's going to grind it out, a guy who's a little bit more secure defensively, um, I'm fine on that front. Um, yeah, center backs. I mean, I, I forgot what he said for for center backs already, but uh, you know, Cisse uh, is an interesting player for sure. Um, I, I like what I see. He had, he had actually a very nice marauding one run at one point. It did um, looking like Naldo, which is very yeah, like a met Matip or something like that back yeah. in the day. So it was, yeah. that, that was that was fun to see. Um, I, I think there's a lot of conversation at the moment, um, around like, oh, it's really just like Schalke's midfield just needs to gel, and then but like you know everything else is fine because there's a lot of like returning faces and like, I mean. <laughs> So here's the thing. I guess what I would say in terms of the lineup in general is like, okay, yeah, Toronto's only two seasons removed or like one one full season really removed from, you know, setting a record in the second division. Yeah. Are we getting that same Toronto back at this point in his career? I mean, he's not, he's not that far away. Like, do I expect him to be better than last season? Yeah, I expect him to probably yeah. double up 
his Bundesliga total yeah. and probably score at least 10 goals in the second division this season. I think he yeah. will manage, find a way to do that. Is he scoring 30? Perhaps not. Is is Poulter picking up the difference? And it maybe. I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not super I'm not super high on that. I think I think hopefully Lazmi has some has some goal contributions and everything. But then you look at like, you know, the winger, the winger side of things. You have Keenan Caramon, who like yeah, had some better performances down the stretch second half of the season, but like he's going to need to be that player very consistently yeah. to like to like be solid and worthy of starting a lot in the second division. I feel like maybe now that we have Kazuki back and healthy, maybe he capitalizes on that promise and is just such a spark plug that we can't keep him out of the lineup and he, and he contributes. But like, I think there's a lot of question marks about our winger positions if we're still kind of playing with more like traditional, you know, four, three, three or like a four, two, three, one. Yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily sold on that. And uh, yeah, we have a lot of bodies in, in the midfield. And I think overall we'll find the solutions to be okay in that position. But yeah, I do think there's going to be some, some trial and error of various combinations and some chemistry that has to build. And uh, we're thin. Yeah, we're thin defensively. So I think we need some, some additional center back out. Like I said, if Baumgartner ultimately, you know, gets signed, that'll be, that'll be a step in the right direction there. But um yeah I'm, I'm not i don't know i'm not like super excited about our squad how do you feel overall in terms of your confidence level um of the team we have going into this campaign uh it's interesting i think my take is similar to what everybody else's take especially from watching them this preseason i think in the attack we're okay we can score goals i think this year uh and the midfield with some of the additions we've had i think we're fairly solid how solid compared to last year, we'll we'll see. I mean, I think Kral and Kraus were fantastic for us last year. And so that's going to be big shoes to fill for anybody, in particular Schallberg. Um, But uh, defense is our weakest point. Goalkeeper is no opinion just yet. I mean, we thought Schwoloff was going to be a great signing until, you know, he started playing. So we don't know yet. Uh, I mean, I, I think Marius Muller's looked okay so far. And obviously, Fairman, I had no worries about him. But it's that back four, in particular, the back, the back two, we saw against Fente as a recent example is like the first 15 minutes of the game, we looked terrible. Yes, Grimal got injured with seven minutes in, but I mean, we looked terrible. Uh, we looked pretty much all throughout the game like balls over the top. It's a direct play as we've been talking for the last two, three years. It's been killing us. Um, but I think I noticed a substantial improvement once Ibrahim Cisse joined the fray with Kaminsky. I think Kaminsky... You know, he's he maybe not getting as much love as others uh, in their certain 11, but I think Kaminsky should be a starting center back on this team. He played decently two years ago for us in the, in the, in the center back position, but his passing ability is what really kind of separated him from everybody else. And we need that at times when we get the pressure and you got to unlock that, you know, the press. Um, so I, I want to see Kaminsky back there and then. And it's not even it's not even when he's like trying to unlock the press when he's sitting deep. There's there's times where we get possession for like a little bit of a sustained period around the final third, and, and he kind of comes up to like the corner of the box, and he'll yeah. be connecting on like one twos and stuff and playing some some nice passes. So yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely important in that role. I agree. I wouldn't mind seeing um, Cisse to begin, just because he's a big body, um, seems to read the game read the game fairly well. I don't want to put Matriciani in position that is not his natural position, which is right back um, or even left back. Um, and I know Matriciani is a fan favorite, but I always want to see Cissé give him a chance to see what he can do. He's got a good pace too. We saw that in the Twente game where he, uh, someone beat him behind. He caught up and, and blocked the shot before he even got to the keeper. So um, that's, I mean, I thought they'd look better as a pairing than we I've seen, you know, fairly all summer. Um, Thomas Oyan has to be left back. And I think Bruner, I agree with you, should be a right back. Um, you know, we'll see what the midfield how it, how it shapes up. Uh, I'm with you though, because I think the weird thing is, you know, going to the season, I would I would peg Kazuki, uh, Kazuki, yeah, Kazuki and 
maybe Lasme on the on the wings with Toroto up top. Um, and if you have Drexler or someone else in there in the middle, depending on position you play. But what we've seen a lot this summer so far is Tobias Moore on the left, Keenan Karaman on the right. And, you know, say what you will, I, what it looks like on paper is like these two guys aren't really that great. They kind of linked up fairly well. Tobias Moore seems to be another viable threat on the set pieces and with the crosses. Um, obviously, uh, Kazuki is going to be a threat on the set pieces this year, as we've seen so far. But um, Tobias Moore is finding guys in the middle. He's linking up with the top two guys, you know, Toroda, whoever the striker is, and, and Karaman. And Karaman's been in the right position this year. I think he's seen like three goals this summer so far. Granted, they're friendlies. But, I mean... I'm almost willing to give these guys a chance. He, he may be he may be way more effective in the second division than he yeah. was last season. Yeah. I'm saying the vast majority of his of of especially the earlier parts of his contributions last season were not good. Yeah. Um. And, and I guess I guess all I'm saying is this: I, I think there's a sense of like, oh, well, we got relegated last time when it was much more shocking for us. Yeah. And there was much and and yeah. and we bounced right back up. So like, we're we're much more kind of prepared to go down this time. We have like a lot of the same players we had. Like it'll be it'll be fine. And I guess the only thing I'm trying to say is like you know the last time we got relegated, that that second division team still had Malik Chow and Itakura, yeah, as your starting center backs. That's yeah. a significant upgrade over any center back pairing that we can field at the moment. Yeah, you had yeah. Bolter and Salazar, and then especially the second half of the season, you had like Cherlinov. And I don't think we have plus you know, a thirty goal score goal scorer on, on the front yeah, and a thirty goal scoring <laughs> Toronto, which you may or may not have. Like, you look, he may yeah. score 20, 20, 25 goals a season, and I'll be like, why was I worried? But I'm just saying, like, you know, at and he's the contract he signed is like partial, partially as like a captain, like locker room guy, coach situation. Yeah. Like, hey, if I end up not playing well, I'll take a step back from like yeah. my activity, like in the starting eleven and stuff, and kind of be like, you know. It, it's kind of like a try, like try and see kind of thing. So, like, look, I said, yeah, he may be, he may be fine, and I think in the aggregate, maybe we'll be fine. But I'm, yeah, I'm not as sold in terms of the actual like quality of the squad. Um, I think the depth in some areas is there, but yeah, it remains to be seen. Uh, um, we'll certainly see. I think. I mean, we have like Drexler still, but he's like 33 now. We have Danny Lotz. Like these are guys that can contribute here and there, but yeah. um, some of our main contributors, if it's going to be, you know, like. Schallenberg or set you segment or whoever. I'm mean, like, I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to get a good look at him kind of early in the season before I really can maybe Odorago gets a, a good run early on, at least, you know, to see what he can do. Um, yeah, I, I do. Mean, yeah, like I guess I was impressed by him for sure. It'll be interesting to see what formation we do. I mean, you know, I agree with Larsade is that you know, Schallenberg as the sole six might not be the ideal. We've played with the two, uh, two midfield holding midfielders in the mid middle for the last several years. Um, for the most part, and I think that would be a good way, good partnership to do. Whether it's you know it's Schallenberg and Latza, or or one of the new men, the new guys that come up there, you know Segan or um, uh, uh, Keppelman. But um, yeah, I, I think Drexler in some fashion, maybe as the ten in, in that formation, or or maybe Lasma gets in there right because he's played a little bit of midfield this season too. Maybe he plays in that ten position as a big body, or gets on the wing and Tobias Moore comes in the middle. Or I don't know. There's a lot to experiment here. I need. I think Kazuki is ultimately going to be the guy who you're going to have in the attack to be. The main the main spark plug with maybe Adrago you know, coming to the forefront, but um, we'll see. I mean, I from everything I've seen so far, it seems like Karaman and Tobias Moore are going to get this initial start. We'll see how they do against Hamburg. Hamburg is not the most easiest game to play. We played them two years ago at the, at the opening uh, opening game, and we we lost three two that game, I think. Um, so. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah, not surprised they're going back to like two big clubs in uh, Schalke and Hamburg yeah. for the uh, the Friday you know taster for the uh, the opening match day here. Yeah. 
At least we have a better coach this time. That's 100% sure. Gramozis or Rice? Let's go Rice. Rice is way, way better, uh, I think, at this point. Or Christian right. Gross Mammal Bomb. <laughs> yeah. Or what, oh, God. I'm not going to. Kramer. 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 Lots of Drexler would be the other double six options. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Drexler I see more in an advanced position, honestly, than, than a, a holding position. But, uh, yeah, soul patches. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we'll, we'll see what the lineups are, but we are playing this Friday. Um, what do you what do you think of the season? I mean, like, I agree with you. I think we are in a better position this time around compared to last time in terms of personnel and just being better equipped for the for the fight the Liga and, and the possibility of going back up. I feel more comfortable this this year than two years ago. Um, with that said, I mean, there's some good teams still, obviously, in the league, um, but. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult, right? You you got to figure Hertha's gonna be in the mix, and there's still some other teams. Holstein Kiel are gonna be in there, right? What are your thoughts of the season? Well, my my hope for the season is that we get automatically promoted. Yes, no playoff, um, automatic. And then and then the final promotion spot comes down to like the final automatic promotion spot comes down to like Hamburg and Hertha. Hamburg gets it, and then Hertha loses in the promotion playoff. Okay, that would be my goal because it'd just be funny. But um, no, what I'll say is um, what I was just saying a second ago is I, I feel like in some ways there may have been better quality to the previous second division squad that we had than there is now. I think I'm like emotionally better prepared for it because we've kind of been through it once and we were successful right. in getting promoted back. So it doesn't maybe feel like as much of like a, a nervy moment for us. Like, oh, yeah, we, there's a lot of confidence, but I do feel like there were some exceptional players on that last second division team that we no longer have um the one positive is that we have a holdover of coach in terms of rice and retaining him so it's not you know a complete un i mean i know we had gramatis like the back end of the season but like he wasn't implementing anything when we were getting slaughtered in the boonies like you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so like now we have a guy that's actually coached us for half a season in actual like games that meant something where we were competitive or at least you know trying to be and he can carry that over but um i think anybody that thinks that chalk is going to come into this season and, and get off to a hot start it's possible. I think it's also very possible that we have a start that we did against like Heidenheim and and, and like what was it like Rostock and some other teams maybe yeah. like like uh, Regensburg, just, sorry, just second game one yeah whatever it was. Um, we might have some of those against against teams that are a little bit more together um, and and organized. We have a lot of these new faces that still have to gel for a bit. So um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, I do expect this to ultimately be near the top of the table come the end. Do I think we're going to run away with the title? No, absolutely not. Nothing like that. So. Yeah, I agree. It would be nice, but I don't. I don't think that'll happen either. Um, yeah, Hamburg and Kaiserslautern to to start the things off. Kaiserslautern finished ninth last year, but they've been on a progressive upturn. They've been like the slower version of Union Berlin, uh, and they've gotten better every year since they've been way, way down, way deep in the doldrums of German football. Um, finished eighth last year was Holsten Kiel. Look out for them this year. Karlsruhe, right? They're in the mix too. Paderborn, fifty-five points. St. Pauli, they're still in the league. And Dusseldorf for just some of the teams, you know, we need got we got to worry about this year. So um, it's going to be a tough, tough division. Uh, is it as tough as it was a few years ago? Maybe not because you know some of the teams have um, struggled like last year. Oh man, who was it? Um, two years ago, well, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter, honestly. But it's not as hard this time around as the last time around. But I think it's still going to be difficult to ask no matter what. We don't know exactly. This is a new team. Players have to gel together. We don't know exactly what we got until maybe five game, five ten games in to see what kind of team we actually have and whether the players that we bought are are, are going to be worth anything. So it'll be interesting, you know, some new teams coming up on the horizon too. But uh, I'm hoping we can uh, 
you know, be in the mix and get an automatic position. That's the goal. I don't, you never want to be in that, in that playoff position. Um, you know, Stuttgart was wavering last year, but they, they, they made it through against, uh, against Hamburg. So yeah, uh, for top two, top position be ideal. Right. But, uh, yeah, top two is what you asked for. And so let's see what, let's see what we get here. And we got to kick things off this Friday against Hamburg. So, uh, interested. Lars Stindl. Oh, they got Lars Stindl. Hertz has got Lars Stindl, huh? Interesting. Carlsberg almost beat Liverpool in a friendly. I was going to laugh at Liverpool for that. I, that was like 2-2 at one point in that game. So, anyway, uh, thoughts on this game coming up Friday before we get out of here? You're on mute. Rookie. <laughs> yeah, rookie move. Uh, it's interesting. It is his first podcast of the year. We'd be surprised if I made it all the way through without one of those. Uh, yes, uh, I think it's interesting. Both teams uh, coming off of sort of emotional lows, like Hamburg coming close again to getting out of the second division and and, and not being able to do it. They kind of got battered over the course of the, you know the, the, the relegation playoff, and then Schalke, of course, getting relegated again. So um, you know, both of these teams, I think, have. I mean, it's obviously everyone's goal is to get promoted, but I think both of these teams have realistic goals and expectations of finishing very high on this table. Um, and this, you know, once again, it's like a tone center at the start of the season, very much the way it was a couple of years ago. We were in the second division. So I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to what I think will be a fun match. I wouldn't mind seeing this year, obviously, us get promoted, but also Hamburg and St. Pauli uh, have a little Hamburg derby in the, in the first division. But uh, yeah, this first game is going to be tough. Um, I gotta I gotta take a look at their lineup and see who they still have from last year. I know a couple of guys moved on, but uh, it's gonna be a tough team. They've been you know perennial top three in the fight the league for many years now. The uh, the bridesmaids it seems like every year. So you know is it their year? They started off with a bang two years ago. So it's some team we have to be worried about. They're gonna be someone we're gonna have to challenge with till, till the end. So it's gonna be a tough game. And it's yeah, I'm not expecting this to start quick for sure. So yeah, it could be it could be tough. At their home too, right? I believe. Yeah, I think so. it's an away game. Yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be ideal. Ideal if it was home, it'd be a little bit better. But uh, I mean, the crowd's still awesome at Elton's Arena, even the preseason. That's awesome to see. So, yeah, so for a good game, um, as mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, we will be doing a live watch along this Friday, two thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, one thirty p.m. Chicago Land Time. Uh, so definitely join us for that as we watch uh, Shaka kick off us fight the Liga here in our seventh season here at Shock America. So. Uh, we're back. We're back in this, and we'll see how the season goes with the games and what we can get televised or not. We may have to just resort to uh, the German audio on, on Schalke's website, so we'll see, Jack. Yeah, hopefully we can figure something out. Oh, where can our... Uh, for, for those who have been on hiatus with us, uh, forget where we're at. Where can our followers find you on social media? As always, if you'd like to follow a largely inactive... Uh, Twitter page or X page, perhaps I should say. I don't know if the fuck's oh, going on with yeah, this platform yeah. at any point anymore, but uh, at JMMang and JMMANGAN on Twitter. And mid season form, Jack, mid season form. Uh, as always, you can follow me at R underscore K H A R M A N. Uh, more importantly, follow us at Shock America all across social media. Uh, join us in the Discord. The community is live and strong and growing, and uh, it's, it's sustaining fine without us there present daily. So, uh, Definitely join it there. And uh, yeah, f- uh, for constant updates, as I say, go to Twitter or the X, whatever the hell it's called now. But uh, yeah, Discord is the way to go. So uh, for Jack, for myself, episode 193 in the books, season previews done. Let's see what happens at Freiburg. Uh, we'll catch you uh, during the watch long. Luke Health.